This episode is dedicated to Raymond Rocky Buchanan. Happy birthday, Dad. Rest in peace. We would like to wish our father, Raymond Rocky Buchanan, a happy birthday. Our dad was born on September 11th, 1939. He transitioned on October 6th, 1992. Our dad was an amazing father, husband, and friend. God bless you, Dad, and we love you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast with your host, Pop Buchanan. God bless everyone today. This episode is a special episode dedicated to my beautiful father, Raymond Vernon Buchanan. And for those who know Raymond Vernon Buchanan, we know he goes by the name of Rocky, the great Rocky. So this episode is about my father. And um, yesterday, September September 11th, 2019, was my dad's 80th birthday. So um, for those who don't know and that's new to the Sober is Dope podcast, my father passed away October 6, 1992. And he died of a heart attack. And he was... Um, 52 years old and he's very young and um it was very devastating to me and my family we were all very young and our dad was our hero is our hero and it just really took a lot out of us and for me um dealing with my father's death and the bereavement issues was very instrumental in my recovery process and I just wanted to acknowledge him on his birthday and just to you know really have a tribute episode to my dad and just really just reflect on his life um my father was born in St. Kitts in 1939 September 11th 1939 my dad was born in St. Kitts and um he came from a really big family. My dad had a very particular story. Um, he was the oldest of, I believe, I would just say if I'm throwing a number out there, I'm not sure. Don't, but I know he had about 12 or 13 brothers and sisters. And my dad was the only child from his father and he was the first child. So, um, you know, back in 1939, it was really, really frowned upon to have a baby out of wetlock. And um, my grandmother, she was very young when she had my father. And um, story, the story that I that, that that the story goes that my grandmother, you know. She was about 12 or 13, I think 13 or 14, and she was like, she, she, there was like some, one of the neighbors had a garden, it was a man in the garden, this mysterious figure, this mysterious 
person, this mysterious man that no one knows about, you know, they just know that he had a farm or he had this, like, this garden, the man who tended to this garden, you know, um, you know, you know, had, you know, relations with my grandmother, and as a result, my father was born, right, and, you know, my grandmother was young, it must have been embarrassing to the family at that point, it's 1939, we don't know who this mysterious figure is, if he float, he was an angel, if he floated in off the sky, we don't know if he was a, what, what type of guy he was, we don't know what my grandfather would have been like, um, he had to have been, he had to have been awesome, because my dad was awesome, but the, the problem was, they weren't married, so what happened was, my dad was sent away, and the family had to pretend as if he was, he really wasn't, there because it was frowned upon no one wanted to know my grandmother who was 13 or 14 had this child so what happened was my father grew up um feeling like an outsider like he wasn't 100 percent accepted to his family because it took time for the family to be able to acknowledge that he existed and from what i understand that really stuck with my dad he never really felt love he never really felt like he had parents he never really felt that he had a family because his brothers and sisters and people would try to you know they would always treat him as if he was illegitimate or if he was an outsider and stuff and my dad really grew to be extremely strong extremely powerful he played in the steel band he was into politics my dad, if for you guys who don't know, was like he's really brilliant. He was an accountant. Um, I mean, he was doing accounting from hand and from scratch in the early '80s and '90s. I remember thousands of files being in my house. This guy's calculating hundreds and two hundred people's taxes per day. It was just crazy. My dad was brilliant. He always knew how was he always knew how to make it happen for us. And we never had a dull moment. We never went without food. We always were had excitement in our lives. My father made sure we always had um, the the most cutting edge technology. I remember my dad used to have these. Um, when I was really young, we used to have all these cool toys, these scientific toys from Emin. Emmett Scientific, I don't know if you guys are old, your old school heads out there, you remember, if you remember the Emmett Scientific catalogs where you could buy real high quality expensive scientific toys and items and telescopes and all type of stuff, we used to have all this cutting edge technology, dual deck VCRs, my dad had beepers before they was popular, he had all of the fun stuff, I mean, we had all the video game systems when they first came out, it was just a really cool life, man, my dad was always the life of the party, you know, him, um, from being a, um, in a steel band, he was, he loved his Calypso, you know, so my dad would always come down the block. He had these big cars. He had Cadillacs, Lincoln Continentals. 
I remember my dad had the burgundy Cadillac and a white Lincoln Continental. He used to come down the block blasting his Calypso, you know, cent, five cent, ten cent dollar, cent, five cent, ten cent dollar. And it was really cool because he was the life of the party. My dad always had the cooler in the back of the car with the Heinekens and the juices for the kids and stuff. And he always provided the speakers for the block parties and my dad was just a he was full of life and he was in my eyes my hero he was a beautiful man um he had these signature beautiful arch eyebrows and he was just the most magnificent person in the world and um and he had all these little businesses. My dad used to open up these little storefront um, tax offices on Notion Avenue in Brooklyn. We had one on Fulton Street. We had an office in Restoration Plaza. Um, for all you guys who Brooklyn heads, you know, we're from Crown Heights. And we settled in 19, I think, 81 in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, and lived there since my mom still lives over there, and that's where we grew up, so I'm a Crown Heights kid, and, um, and ladies and gentlemen, the reason why I wanted to tell my dad a brief story is because I really love him, and I think he needed props, and I also, I wanted to apologize to my dad because I don't think it was fair, I don't think it's fair to my father for me to really put so much of an emphasis on his death and relationship to my addiction because my dad it wasn't his fault that he died he died of a heart attack he was born with an overgrown heart and you know he died at a point a time where it wasn't as much medical advancement you know what now if my dad was alive today he'll still be alive there's so much they could have done with his heart back then it was just like back in the early 90s and the late 80s it was just like you need a heart transplant and, you know, that sounds simple, but it was just very complicated at the time, you know. Um, and my dad was very old-fashioned, and I think he was very proud. And, you know, he he f- probably figured he could deal with it on his own, but he was really sick towards the latter days. And that, was, that wasn't his fault. And because he passed away, it wasn't an excuse for me to run loose and go crazy and drink and get drunk. It was just that... In my reality, he was such a beautiful person, and then when he died, it was just like, if he dies, then everything could fall apart, and it was nothing was worth it, and I just, I lost a lot of hope, I lost a lot of faith, and I went from being a very young and happy kid to being a very young and happy teenager, but I was also very sad on the inside because I lost something that was so important to me and so special, and it took me years to really, as you guys know, a part of the Sober's Dope universe, it took me years, it took me to the point of being almost 40 years old to really reconcile my father's death and put it in perspective, but I do want to say this, that dad, I love you, and you know, my dark years was all my fault, you know, and you was a perfect example of what a great man should be, and what a father should be, and I love you, and, you know, thank you for, you know, I'm glad you picked my mom and I'm glad my mother picked you. And I'm glad you guys met the way that you did. So we had a chance at life. You know, you made it from St. Kitts to the United States. You fought, you fought very hard to get back here. Uh, mom fought to get you back here. You guys went through so much in your love story. And, you know, you fell at a young age, but you know what? You left You left a legacy, all right? I have, um, um, I have, it's eight of us. 
including me. So my dad has six boys and two girls. So he really, really, really got busy and he left a legacy. I have beautiful and amazing brothers and sisters. One of my brothers is, is a priest. Um, another one of my brothers is a, um, a spiritual um, 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 author and practitioner who's very popular, who goes by the name of Shalom Melchizedek. I love you, Shalom. I have a beautiful younger sister that's doing her thing in the professional world who goes by the name of Christina. She's extremely accomplished. My sister, Mary, you guys always hear about Mary. My dad, the, 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 the cover photo to this episode is my, a picture of my father holding my sister Mary when she was a baby. And Mary runs multiple companies. She teaches autistic kids. And this is my younger brothers and sisters. I mean, my dad really left a really beautiful legacy. You know, um, I have another brother, my, my other older brother, um, um, B, he's very brilliant. He's a very brilliant guy. He has a lot going on. Uh, my brother Lenny and Dez, you know, so I have beautiful brothers and sisters and we have a beautiful life. And I just want to say to my dad, although when you was growing up, you didn't have a family and you felt like an outsider and you wasn't always accepted. And that really bothered you as you grew older because you always felt like you was left out and you never had the opportunity to really feel accepted. And I remember my mother telling me that she told my father that you have us as a family, you have your kids, and that always gave him comfort. Because growing up as a young man, it wasn't my father's fault that he was born out of wedlock. It wasn't my fault that my grandmother had intercourse with this mysterious man. And at that time, it was the family was so concerned with being embarrassed that they just ostracized my dad. And he must have felt very... Um, you know, he he not must have. He felt extremely abandoned and lonely. And he was always on the outside looking in. But he still was the oldest brother. And for those who don't know, my father went to, to, to the ends of the earth to make sure his younger brothers and sisters had the things that they needed. That, you know, my, my uncles and them was able to go to school. And my dad did everything in his power to be there for his brothers and sisters despite the issues that he had because you know from what I understand my grandmother wound up having 11 or 12 kids that was from another man and that was their family and my dad was kind of the one lone oldest child who was kind of like the outcast and he grew up to be kind of like the rebel and the tough guy and the gangster and the intelligent guy and he was able to make moves and bring things to the United States and he made it happen in the United States so you know he was like the prodigal son. And uh, dad, I want you to know, we will, you always have a family. You have a legacy. You built this Buchanan legacy. We're, we're, so I'm saying all this to say to you guys, my family is a very small family because it's my father and this mysterious man and then us and my grandmother. That's it. It's nothing else on that side of my father's family because, you know, that's it. It was just as us. So we're the first generation Buchanan men and, and girls that's in the United States. And we're making it happen. And my beautiful mother, 
who was born here. My mom is excellent. She was born in Harlem, and she's a most beautiful woman. My mom is such a looker, you guys. I mean, I could see why my dad went crazy over her, but my mom kind of stabilized him and stabilized us and made a, made a, made our life really magical and brought it all together for us. So, Dad, I want you to know wherever you at, we're still growing. You have grandkids now. You know, you have so many grandkids. Shout out to Ray. Shout out to Phoenix. Shout out to Amani. Shout out to Messiah. Shout out to Amina. Shout out to Majaya. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Fanny. Shout out to Lenny Jr. Shout out to Jason. Shout out to Jamael. Shout out to, oh man, like I don't have kids yet, but I hope I'm not forgetting none of the grandkids. Um, but hey, we're all out there, and you know, my so you have excess over six or seven grandchildren, and we're we're spreading the Buchanan name across the planet, and we're making things happen, Dad, and we're so proud of you. So it's not about us; it's about you. Happy birthday, Dad! I want to say that to you. Happy birthday. Um, everyone in the sober is dope universe and community is very aware of how much I love you and putting your death and your transition in perspective helped me grow as a man. And although I'm not a father now, I will be one day and I know I'll be an excellent father, dad, because you was an excellent dad to me. All right. I love you so much. And you know, no matter what your upbringing was, dad, but when you die, you died around all your kids. You know, you knew I was screaming and crying and kicking. And I remember, and I want to say this, guys, um, when but my dad was laying on the floor having a heart attack, right? I remember just crying my heart out because my biggest fear, this was my biggest fear, was like, oh, no, no. I knew it was coming because he wasn't feeling well. He was just not, he wasn't himself. You could tell that my dad's light was dwindling and he just was not himself. And I just was like, no. I was like 12 or 13. I was like, no, no, dad, please. And then when he he, he was on the heat, my mom screamed when I was I was on the phone with my ex-girlfriend. And shout out to my ex-girlfriend, Crystal, who she didn't break up with me. Um, the Crystal was going to another school, and she was explaining that to me, that we weren't going to be able to see each other no more. And while she was explaining this to me, my mom screamed. And I'm like, oh, no, I know what this is. And she was like, Ray, Ray, no. And then I, and I ran into the living room. My dad was holding his chest and he fell. And then he fell on the floor and he was having a heart attack. You could see his body shaking and vibrating and he was holding his chest. And my mom was trying and we was just screaming and crying. And my younger brothers and sisters, we had to put in the back And then I just ran out the door and just ran into the hallway and knocked on all my neighbor's door and was like, help, help. And I was screaming on top of my lungs. I was like, my dad, my dad. And I ran from the sixth floor all the way to the second floor screaming, then all the way back up to the sixth floor. And then I went into the apartment and my dad was just there and he was just laying there. And it was just like the the worst day of my life and the worst day of his life, I'm sure. And I remember, like, leaning over my dad and saying, Dad, no, no, no. And God, ladies and gentlemen, my dad, who was dying, had so much love for me that he he couldn't grab my hand, but he... 
he looked at me to say don't he was like he was looking at me like don't don't do that because I, I i'm gonna give you guys some context two years prior to that we got into a no a year prior to that we got into a multi-car accident in brooklyn my dad we got in a multi-car accident and i screamed like a little bitch at the top of my lungs excuse my language but my dad used to say bye you know i don't want you screaming like no little girl and all that he didn't want he didn't like that but i love my dad so much that i was screaming because i was more concerned with him dying because he was driving the car so after we got through that whole process my dad sat me down and said listen if anything happened like that i need you to be strong because you my little man if i'm if i'm in trouble you can't scream if you if i'm in trouble you gotta be strong and if you in trouble i'm not gonna scream i'm gonna be strong for you and he said i was little i was like a 12 11 12 so i'm a kid and I was like, okay, I got to be strong. So lo and behold, when my dad is sitting there on the floor having a heart attack, I go screaming and yelling and crying and kicking and just a mess. And my dad is dying, having a heart attack. And he looked at me and he shook his head and he was like, no, nah, not this time. And he was trying to tell me it's okay. He was trying to reassure me while he was dying that everything was going to be okay. So, in my dad' darkest hour, he gave me hope, right? And in when we was at the his wake and his funeral, my dad had the last laugh. He had a gigantic smile on his face, and we're all sitting there, and it's like, oh man! And that was his personality that he gave everyone at his funeral and wake some form of peace because he was smiling. He had a big smile on his face. So we're looking in the coffin and I'm, I'm just a mess. I was such an emotional wreck as a kid. I mean, I didn't even realize I was that in tune with my emotions. I was a mess. Uncontrollable crying for 48 hours. Just the wake, the funeral, I could And then the thing was at his funeral on his picture, he they picked the most perfect picture of him and I could still see it with his big smile and I was like oh my god this is crazy just even I can't go to I don't want to go too deep because I'll just break down but I'm in a different space I'm free and he's with God but they picked the most beautiful picture of my dad and he was just smiling and I was a little kid and I was so pissed because I kept looking at his little face and he was so beautiful and he had this amazing smile and it was all full of life and he's sitting there in this box and I'm like fuck oh and um so today of yeah as of yesterday September 11th um we celebrated for our dad and he's 80 years old today and um he would he would have been 80 years old so I have a gigantic angel in heaven and dad I want you to know that I'm sober my mom is good. I'm, I'm, I'm holding mom down. We're holding mom down. All your kids are doing well. Everyone is f- figuring it out. We still fighting your dream. I know you taught us to work hard. You was trying to. You really wanted us to live an exceptional life, Dad. And I'm gonna continue your dream. I know you wanted to hit big. That was your thing. You remind me of you was like my Ralph Cramden. You always had these ideas and you was always trying to put something together to, for us to get to the next level. Um, I remember you built, you tried to build us that house and we lost it. And I'm, I'm, I promise you, before I leave this earth, I'm going to build you a house. I'm going to build us a house. 
I'm going to make sure we get to, we're going to have some real good success and I'm going to leave some legacy to the next generation in your name. And I'm going to continue your story because I have your name. My dad's name is Raymond Vernon Buchanan and my name is Joseph Raymond Buchanan. And I was lucky out of all of the boys to have to bear his name. And my nephew Raymond um, also has my father's name. So, Dad, wherever you at, your son, I'm in your image and your likeness. You're like my God, and both of us love the God. And we both, and I pray to God for the in the repose of your soul. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Dad, wherever you're at, in heaven. I know you up there making it happen, doing your thing, enjoying your life. I love you. I send you blessings. Um, um, and and as your son, I want to just say happy 80th birthday and thank you for being my hero. And um, you was always my hero. And you will always be my hero. God bless you and happy birthday. More consistent with betrayal I hated what I related So happy belated To my hero that almost made it Before I turned 14 I kindly orchestrated the pain With no morphine That's something underrated The news of how you faded I miss you Pardon my hatred The issue of how we made it On prospect something of patience Remember how it happened Mommy screamed in the living room It was vivid Boom I was livid Zoomed into the hallway No room In the kitchen Daddy lay breathless, Poppy became restless, lost in the bubble, the family's in trouble, for breakfast nothing but sorrow, did dad how much we love you. Rules are morbid, I'm out of orbit What will become a daddy's office? My hero lays in the coffin The tears never stopped, the pain left me a orphan My fears began to drop, we pray ever so often The smile on his face, the miracle so important Mommy says she's seen heaven, his spirit showed her a portion He had the last laugh, the king of the anointing A soldier while alive and an angel God he acquainted Look at his eyes, saw paradise, my mother decides Right there she saw God, my mother describes A type of peace, not on earth My father divides, into me and unto us So our father survives, is it the eyes? That's the window to the soul, or the window to the hole We rekindle, on my soul, on my kinfolk Life never dies, it's all energy My dad taught us love and compassion Mixed with passion, it's the remedy His legacy exists, and I'm happy to be The son of rain and V. Buchanan, call him Rocky the Jeep.